When I was in college, I went to a concert by a local musician named Kath Bloom, and I couldn't believe what I saw. It was just the most moving, heartfelt, stunning experience of music going I'd ever encountered. And she was like poor and unknown, and she was selling records of her songs, and I bought one. And I got obsessed with this one song called It's Fall Again, and I made a film of it. And I showed it to her, and she really liked it. And we became friends. And she worked as a grave digger in the New Haven Cemetery, and she also gave massages. And I remember her telling me about what it was like to give massages to people, and she said, like, a lot of guys come expecting, like, a hand job, and she has to sort of, like, calm them down with her hands out of that energy into, like, a, a different energy. And I remember just thinking, like, here is a really great artist who is completely unknown and unrecognized. And I made it kind of my life's mission to sort of, like, tell everybody about her. And we had this, like, epistolary correspondence for years. And whenever I had a little bit of money, and I, I never had much, but, like, a little bit, I would send her a little bit of money, like a check. And it, not, not much, like, you know, like, $20 or something. And she really appreciated it. And she would send me like recordings that she did that weren't finished. And just like, she sent me once this tape. It was just like these sort of half begun songs. And it was like my favorite piece of music ever in my life. And I listened to that tape over and over again for years. And, you know, it was just stuff that was never released. It was just aborted takes of things. And one day we finally met up in person again. You know, we've been corresponding for, I don't know, 20 years. And she said to me, you know, I think my songs are pretty good. And, you know, I think other people could sing them and would like them. And I said, well, why don't, why don't we put together like a covers album where we get people to do covers of your songs? And she said, oh, that'd be great. But who do we get? And I said, well, I know a few people that might do it. Let me just ask around. So I asked around and I got a bunch of people who either knew her or who liked what they heard when I played it for them to agree to do covers. And um, Devendra Banhart did one, and Bill Callahan did one, and Mark Kozlik did one. Anyway, all these kind of indie rock people did them. And it worked. Like, it made her, like, way more famous. And suddenly she started getting all these gigs and started having kind of a cult following in the indie rock world, whereas before she was completely marginalized. And once I sent a tape of her songs to my friend Richard Linklater, the director, and he really loved it too. And he put one of her songs in his film Before Sunrise. And it's this incredible scene where the couple in the film are listening to a record in a Viennese music shop listening booth. And I think he played it for them for the first time just to get their reaction to it, like live. And at one point, the Julie Delpy character says, oh, a friend of mine in LA told me about this song. And I was just really proud because I was the friend in LA. And I went to a few concerts of hers after that, and it was really nice to see her always. And we've talked about collaborating on something, but we never have. And she lives in Connecticut, so it's been hard to see her. And then recently, I reached out to her to try to visit her, but because of COVID, she didn't really want to. And, you know, the more famous she became, the less available she became as well. And it's kind of bittersweet because I'm glad that she's got like a career and 
fans, but I miss the old closeness that we used to have that was kind of based on both of us being completely unknown. 